Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We are learning this week a very special Chassidic discourse. The name of the Chassidic discourse is named after the first two words in the Torah called Bereshis Bara. This is a Chassidic discourse that was said by the Rebbe in his actual private study on Matzoi Shabbos, right after Shabbat, Shabbos Parshas Bereshis, in the year Tavshin Lamed Ches, which is exactly 40, 43 years ago. So the Rebbe begins the discourse based on the first verse in the Torah, where it says, Bereshis bara elikim. In the beginning, Hashem created as a shamayim, the heaven, the asaretz, and the earth. So right away, Rashi brings a medrash, and he quotes in the medrash from Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak says that seemingly the Torah should have started not from the beginning of the creation. Because the fact is that we know the Torah is not a history book. The Torah is to guide us in our life. When do we become a Jewish people? In the land of Egypt. As we're getting ready to leave, to go to Mount Sinai to receive the Torah. And over there, Hashem instructed Moshe to give us the first mitzvah. What was the first mitzvah? This month, the month of Nisan, the month that we went out of Egypt, became the first month for the Jewish people on the Jewish calendar. Tishrei is only the seventh month later on. So the question is, why doesn't the Torah start with us becoming a nation and our first mitzvah? And Rabbi Yitzchak says as follows, because Hashem wanted to establish something and make a disclaimer that He wanted to establish who created the world, Hashem created the world. So if Hashem created the world, who's the owner of the world? Hashem. Who decides who gets what in the world? Hashem decides. So since Hashem decides who gets what, so He chose initially that seven nations should occupy the land of Israel, and then at some point Hashem decided, no, He wants the Jewish people to have the land of Israel. He told us to conquer the land of Israel, and we were successful. Now what's going to happen is, there's always going to someone to come along and say, hey, we're thieves, we stole the land of Israel. Why? Because at one point we weren't living there. And Hashem says right in the beginning, remember, who created the world? Hashem created the world. Who allowed the seven nations to live there? Hashem. And Hashem decided for the Jewish people to, to, to uh, enter into the land of Israel, and He gave it to us as a gift. And that's why, even though the Torah seemingly should have started with telling us what our first mitzvah is, but nevertheless, the Torah starts off with the history of the world to tell us that Hashem created the world, and therefore Hashem can give the world to anyone that He wants. That's the simple understanding of Rashi, the Medrash, on the first verse in the Torah. The Rebbe brings from the, all the from different Chabad Rebbeim over, over, over the years that explain on a spiritual level. What's the whole idea, Kabbalistically, why Hashem chose to start the Torah, Bereshis Barah, the creation of the world, and not with Achoydish Hazeh. So the question is, what's the logic? Why would you put the first mitzvah first? And the answer, they explain as follows. HaChoydesh Hazeh is made up of two words, Choydesh and Hazeh, which Kabbalistically represents Soivev and Mamali. What does Soivev and Mamali mean? So Soivev is referring to a powerful light. Now again, something that's so powerful means it's really powerful. We can't touch it, we can't feel it, it's huge, it's awesome, but it's good to know we have a big light. We have a source of light. Soivev, it's very powerful. So the, the power of Soivev, that's, that's awesome. The, the con is that we can't necessarily internalize it. On the other hand, there's something which is called mimale, the, a light that we could internalize. But on the other hand, because we can internalize it, there's no hoo-ha, there's no woo. So you, in life, you want to have always both. 
You want soyvev, something that you can always try to attain higher and higher, but you also want emale, things that you can actually attain. And as long as you have the healthy balance between soyvev, there's always more to reach. And emale, things that you reach and you internalize, you appreciate, that creates a very healthy balance of finding peace, contentment, and happiness, and satisfaction, but then you want to always have the dream. So soyvev is really about the dream of life. So Chodesh represents soyvev and mali. How does that work? Because Chodesh in the Svirot, the 10th sphere of starting with Chachma Bina Das all the way down to Malchus, Chodesh represents Malchus. Malchus is on the spiritual level because it's one of the Svirot, especially it's the lower Svirot, it's a level of Memali Kalalman. On the other hand, so that's Chodesh. Chodesh is Mali. Has Zed this one. So Zed represents this. It's a, it's a revelation. What kind of revelation? So in the world of Kabbalah, it's the revelation of the sphera of Yis- specifically Yisoid, the one that feeds light into Malchus, and also Za, all the six Midot. So HaChodesh HaZeh is the union between Soivev Kalalmin, all the six Midot, and Yisoid, and Bimali Kalalmin is the sphera of, of Malchus. And those two are connected together. So what does that mean practically? That what? The goal is that in Mimali Kalalman, and it was in Chodesh, in our life, we should have the revelation of Hazeh, which is obviously much higher, which is the idea of Soviv Kalalman. So therefore, so therefore, based on this definition of a Chodesh Hazelachem is representing the idea to draw down Soivev into this world, to draw down this powerful, woo, wah, awesome energy into this world. So based on this, the question is, why don't we start the Torah with a Chodesh Hazel, which represents drawing in from Soivev, drawing in this powerful light into this world, because we know the ultimate goal of learning Torah, and doing mitzvahs is to create the union of Soiv and Mali, which means we're living in a physical world. This world, Hashem is here. On the other hand, every time you learn Torah, every time you do a mitzvah, you're drawing down Soivev, a powerful light, into this world. So since our whole purpose in this world is to draw down a more a higher authority, a higher light, Soivev, into this world, which is through Torah mitzvahs, which HaChoydesh Hazet represents that. So the question is, why doesn't the Torah start with HaChoydesh Hazet? Now, we're going to take this up a notch. What, what does that mean, we're drawing down Soivev, a higher light, into this world? So Rebbe explains as follows. We're going to go to the original, the source, the source of Soivev, so we know, we're going to give it a little introduction so it'll be easy to understand. When Hashem originally created the world, so before Hashem created the world, what existed? Only Hashem. In the words of Kabbalah, it's called Oyer Ein Saif. There was the infinite light, and the only thing that existed was infinite. Infinite light. Now, in the world of infinite, is there room for a finite world? Impossible. If it's infinite, you can't have finite. If finite touches the infinite, it disappears. So in order for Hashem to create a finite world, in the words of Kabbalah, there had to be something which is called a tzimtzum rishon. The first level of a contraction of light. So in other words, the way it worked was as follows. Before Hashem created the world, the infinite light's the only thing that existed. What did Hashem do? He created that tzimtzum rishon. The first tzimtzum, what 
accomplished, there should be an empty space. There was nothing there. Not infinite light, not finite light, nothing. In Kabbalah, it talks about how did that space exist, but that's another discussion. There was a kista dechius, a very, very fine membrane of energy to allow the space to exist. But from a practical perspective, think about a, a, a room that's totally filled up, and all of a sudden you want to bring in new things. How are you going to bring something in new? So you have to create an empty space. Once you have an empty space, you can choose what to bring in. So the first level of Tzimtzum Rishon is to create an empty space. That is the first thing Hashem did. Now, what happens once Hashem created these empty space? You have nothing. So Hashem draw down, which we call in the Kabbalah a kav, a very, very finite light. And from the finite light, Hashem used the light to create the world. Now, once Hashem created the world, now we have the world which gets its energy from the light. Now, there's two parts to the world. There's the light in the world, and there's the, there's the concealment in the world. So the concealment of the world, the oilam, the world, the, dark, the, the concealment of the world, actually comes from the tzimtzum, from the empty space. The light that's in the world comes from the kav that draws down the light. Now, when a person goes ahead and learns Torah and does a mitzvah, you're actually drawing down from the infinite light before the tzimtzum. Let's, let's, let's repeat this because it's a little, it might be a little complicated. Again, before Hashem created the world, the only thing that existed was an infinite light. Then Hashem went ahead and He created an empty space. In the empty space, He drew down a light. From the empty space, that's the source of the concealment of the world. And from the kav, from the, from the light, that's the source of the light in the world. We're living in this world, so we have a finite light that's in this world. We're finite, we're finite human beings. Everything is finite. When we learn Torah and we do mitzvahs, we actually draw down from the infinite light before the tzimtzum. And there are brings from a famous uh, Kabbalist called the Eimek HaMelech, and he says as follows, that when Hashem initially created the world, there was again, the Tzimtzum Rishon, there was total concealment, and what was left was an empty space. From the empty space again, that's the source of all the vessels in the world. Anytime you have a vessel, you have an empty space, you have darkness, you have concealment, you have the physical existence of the world, that comes from the Tzimtzum. Then what does the Torah tell us? Vayinecheyu Hashem put us, Began Eden in the Garden of Eden, La'avda Ulashamra. So it says in the Torah. So what does it mean, La'avda Ulashamra? To, to, to work it and to watch it. So in Kabbalah it says, La'avda is referring to the observance of the 248 positive commandments. Every single time we do a mitzvah, if it's in the category of the positive commandments, the 248 positive commandments, that, that, that we're doing the work of La'avda. Then you have Lashamra, which any time we refrain from one of these 365 negative precepts, we are Shamra. We're watching the garden. And that's our avoid in this world. Now, why did Hashem put us here? Again, La'avda, to do the 248 positive commandments, to stay away from the 365 negative commandments. And every time we do that, you know what happens? 
we actually draw in from the light from before the Tzimtzum, from the infinite light. Which is very powerful if you think about it. We're living in a dark world spiritually, but guess what? We can up the light. It's like you have a dimmer. We can make the, the light brighter. How can we make the light brighter? By learning Torah, by praying, by doing a mitzvah. Any positive commandments brings in a light into this world. What light? An infinite light. Anytime you refrain from transgressing, so it's hard maybe, it's hard to, it's hard to refrain. Some, some uh, negative priests are tempting. But when you refrain, you're actually drawing in a very powerful light. So we have the power, the power to draw in light, but not a finite light. An infinite light from before the tzimtzum. <clears throat> now, what's going to happen is when Mashiach comes, and everyone's going to do the work until Mashiach comes. That's why you see now, before Mashiach's coming, more and more people are learning, are praying, are doing mitzvot. The Balchuva movement is huge all over the world. All my colleagues tell me in every Chabad house, there's more and more people coming to classes and events and prayer services. And people, why? Because everyone is excited about what? The infinite light. If you have the infinite light, who needs finite light? And when someone does a mitzvah, they feel the electricity of the infinite light. Or you refrain and you feel the electricity from the infinite light, it's huge. So as every single person in the world does another mitzvah and another mitzvah, and we refrain God from from sinning, what we're actually doing is we're bringing in this powerful infinite light. And then when Mashiach comes, you know what's going to happen? The revelation of the infinite light is going to be totally fulfill that initial space that Hashem emptied to draw down this finite light is going to be filled not with a finite light. It's going to be filled with an infinite light. So based on this, the Amek HaMelech explains in Kabbalah, that's why the Torah should have not started the way it started with Breshish Bar Elokim, but actually it should have started with what? HaChodesh HaZalachem. Why? Because when Hashem created the world, so this came what? After the Tzimtzum, and a finite lane came in. So what light exists in the world? When Hashem originally created the world, what light existed in the world? A finite light, from the finite light that came into this world. But we have the power, through learning Torah and doing mitzvot, we can draw in which light? Not a finite light, the infinite light from the before the tzimtzum. So seemingly, since we have the power to bring in this infinite light, why tell us about creation of the world? Creation of the world is about the finite light. When we can bring in the infinite light. So based on that, Kabbalistically, the, the question is, why does the Torah start with my Seberatius, the creation of the world, when, which is only bringing in the finite light into the world, if we would start with a Chodesh which is referring to Seviv into Mamali, bringing in the infinite light, which eventually will all be revealed. When Mashiach comes, it should have started with, with the high stakes. We're bringing in the infinite light from before the Tzimtzum. So that's really the question from a Kabbalistic perspective. Kabbalistic perspective. Why do we start with Bracious? We should start with a Chodesh which makes sense. Who wants, the, who wants the finite light? We all want the infinite light. Infinite light? It's infinite. So the question is, if that's the case, if the infinite light is so powerful, so the argument why it should start with a Chodesh makes sense, so why does the Torah start with, with Bracious? 
Now, what's the simple answer? The simple answer is that, oh, because Hashem wanted us and the world to know who created the world. And therefore, when Hashem will give us the land of Israel, there's no one can argue. Because Hashem created and therefore He gave it to us. But what does that mean Kabbalistically? On a, on a spiritual level. So everybody explains as follows. What did we just say? Hachoydesh Hazelachem represents drawing in the infinite light before the Tzimtzum. And that would have been huge. So therefore, if we're saying Hachoydesh Hazelachem accomplishes to draw in the infinite light that existed before the Tzimtzum, but Hashem chose to start with Barashas because He wanted to tell us Hashem's power that Hashem has the power to give it to the nations of the world. And then he's choosing to give it to the, to the Jewish people, the land of Israel, because, when, because by us doing our work in this physical world is actually higher than drawing down the light which existed before the Tzimtzum. Wow, it's pretty heavy. Think about this. So far, what do we know? We know that before Hashem created the world, the infinite light was all over. Hashem created a concealment, draw down a light. Through Torah and Mitzvah, we can bring in that original light. But now we're saying, Hashem says, no, 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 Barashas Barah. There is something that we can do to draw in a higher light that, ex- that Hashem started out with. How does that work? And the Rebbe explains like this. Because the sole purpose of learning Torah and doing Mitzvah is not to be back at square one to draw in the infinite light, but to draw in, I'll say it in Hebrew, and then I'll translate it, an Ur Chadosh, a new light, a light that never existed. The light that existed, the infinite before the dead, but existed. So we're back to square one if we do Torah mitzvahs. The goal is not to be back at square one, the goal is to draw in a new light. The light of the essence of the infinite light, which is higher than the light that originally filled the empty space. Think about this. Again, the goal is we should draw in a new light, a light which is more powerful and greater than the infinite light that originally filled the empty space. How do we accomplish that? And the answer is we don't accomplish that by learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, which is great. We accomplish it by specifically, I'll say it in Hebrew and I'll translate it, by something which is called avoidas habirurim. The work of transformation. In other words, like this. When a person learns Torah, or when a person does a mitzvah, you're drawing a light. What light? The light that exists, the infinite light. It's amazing. It's huge. You should learn Torah all day, and you should do mitzvahs all day, and you should refrain from sinning. It's amazing. You're drawing the infinite light. But that all existed before. And that's, that's one, it's a great level. Here the Rebbe is saying is, based on Kabbalah, that when a person does avoidas habirurim, when a person transforms, when a person elevates holy sparks, that are buried in the materialistic world, then you create a new light. And we'll soon explain more in depth what that is and how that is. So in other words like this, there's a tremendous power in the work of the creation of the physical world that we're able to 
create a brand new light. How do we do that? By avoiding the Saburim. So the Rebbe explains as follows. That initially when Hashem created the world, so in the beginning of Genesis, it speaks about different uh, king, kings that, they, they, that they, they existed and they died and so on and so forth. So according to Kabbalah, it says like this. That <clears throat> there were seven kings. Seven kings. Not kings in the world of Tikkun, but actually kings in the world of Tayu. What, what does that mean like this? Let's talk about Tayu and Tikkun. Tikkun means every vessel has a light that fits in it. Every vessel has a light that fits in it. Toyu, the world of Toyu means there's too much light for the vessel. So if you, for example, you have an eight ounce cup and you put an eight ounce water, it's wonderful. You drink the eight ounces and life is good. But what happens if you have an eight ounce cup and all of a sudden you, with pressure, you put in a hundred ounces, a thousand ounces, you, you bust the cup. So initially when Hashem created the world, in Genesis speaks out the kings that he created and they died, there were seven different kings that, from the world of Toyu, which is very, very powerful energy, but, but there was no vessel to contain it. So, they, so there's holy sparks that's all over the world. And Hashem initially gave power and rulership to these seven nations to occupy the land of Israel. Then Hashem decided, for whatever reason, because he's, he's God, he can do whatever he wants, that the Jewish people should have the power to transform and inherit the land of Israel. And by going into the place where there's the powerful energy from the seven kings, from the world of Toyu, that were occupying the land of Israel, we are able to draw in a brand new light. And when we accomplish elevating the whole, the, the, all, the, all the worlds, and again, we have to remember, world by definition is concealment. That means, concealment means, anytime you say Oilam world, you're talking about concealment. It means God exists, but Hashem is concealed. And we know there's four, there's, there's four worlds. Atzilos, which means God's revealed, close to Hashem. Bria, there's more of a concealment. Yitzira, more of a concealment. Asiya, more of a concealment. And every one of these worlds, Hashem exists, but there's more of a concealment. When we, when we look through the concealment and we find in, in the world of the concealment where Hashem is seemingly separated from the world and we look for Hashem, we find Hashem, we elevate the holy sparks that are there, and again, specifically in the land of the seven nations of the world and the land of Israel, when we transform the, we transform the land of Israel to Eretz Yisrael, the land that belongs to Hashem, that by doing those avoidas habirurim, that's how we create a brand new light. So in other words like this, what the Rebbe is saying is as follows. There is a chodeshuzelachem by doing Torah mitzvahs, we draw down the light from, the, from before the tzimtzum, which existed before. But any time we do something which is called avoidus habirurim, that means we elevate holy sparks, we get involved in the world which seemingly is dark, and seemingly Hashem is not there, and we find Hashem where it seems like he's not there, that's called avoidus habirurim. When we find Hashem, think about this. When you learn Torah, you're drawing in light. Torah is light. When you do a mitzvah, you're drawing in light. Mitzvah is light. But what happens if you're in a place where Hashem is concealed? The only thing you see is darkness. The only thing you see is negativity. Hate, animosity, jealousy, all the negative things in the world. You say, oh my gosh, well, Hashem's not here. 
So it seems like Hashem's not there, but we all know Hashem is everywhere. If you're able to find Hashem there, now, because you look, didn't look like Hashem was there, you're, you're almost like creating a new Hashem, God forbid, in a, in, from a concealed to a revealed way. So you're actually drawing in a brand new light that didn't even exist before. So in other words, like this. Hashem, when He gave the land of Israel, before He gave it to the Jewish people, Hashem, with His own will, decided to give it to them. For whatever reason. And He gave it to them for a set time. But what was His goal afterwards? To take it away from them. And He gave it to the Jewish people. But guess what? You're dealing with a world that's dark. You're not dealing with a world that God has revealed. But the fact is, if we take on a achlota, a resolution, a strong resolution, that we are going to look for Hashem, we're going to find Hashem, we're going to reveal Hashem, so we actually elevate and transform the seven nations of the world. Not only the seven nations of the world, actually the whole world. And the goal is that we should make the whole world should be a dwelling place for Hashem. So anytime you come to a place where Hashem is not revealed and you make a blessing or you come to a place and there's no shul and you pray there or you do a mitzvah there, you sit down and you learn Torah there, you're revealing Hashem there. You are revealing Hashem in a place where Hashem was not revealed. And you're actually drawing them not only from the light that existed before the, the infinite light before the symptom. You're actually drawing down a brand new light. Now, the Rebbe says something very powerful. So you're going to say, oh my gosh, it's so hard. It's difficult. And everyone say, the whole world looks at you. What are you doing? What are you, like, what are you being busy with uh, trying to transform the world? You, you know, you're, you're robbers. I mean, the, the world is a concealed world. It's not Hashem's world. But the fact is, it really is Hashem's world. Because we know Hashem created everything. And not only that, the sole purpose of the concealment is so that, I'll say it in Hebrew and I'll translate it, misham, from the concealment, from the darkness, you should search out the Hashem. When you come to a place that, that Judaism is thriving, whether it's in Jerusalem or other parts of the world where you know you have everything luxurious on a Jewish level, so Hashem is revealed there. But you come to a place like we live in Fort Myers, Hashem is not necessarily so revealed in every part of Fort Myers. But you come and you say, no, Hashem exists, and it's about bringing Hashem's light into wherever we're at, from where we are, we have to look and we have to find Hashem in every concealment, Every place where it seems like Hashem's not there, like the Rebbe gives an example, a mashal, of a father, a mo- father, a mother, a parent, that um, you want to see if, you, if your child is wise. So what do you do? You hide. Why are you hiding? You, you don't play with your kid? You don't play with your children? No, because you want to see, is my children going to look for me? Or are they going to forget about me? Are going to go play with the toys? All right, dad's not here. Mom's not here. No, 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 because a, a parent wants to see, is my child going to look for me? So the parent hides. Not the goal to Godfrey hide and they want to stay in hiding the whole life. They hide to see if the child's going to look for them. And when they stay in hiding and the child goes and looks for them, he says, Ta, Ma, where are you? They feel good. And eventually the child finds the parent. 
And that union is amazing. The same thing with Hashem. Hashem is concealed all over the world, not because Hashem is running away from us, so that we should look for Him. And as the Torah says clearly, and the Torah promises, the Torah promises that when we go ahead, we look for Hashem, we are from the concealment. The Torah says, Bevadai, for sure. You will find Hashem. So don't have to be worried. I'm going to look. I'm going to go out in the search. I'm looking for Hashem. I'm going to go in the darkest places. Everyone's going to think I'm nuts. And I'll never find Hashem. The answer to Torah says, no, no, no. Look and you will find. And not only you'll find, you'll be able to conquer the world. And we'll make the world a dwelling place for Hashem. Up until the point, as the prophet says, the whole world will be transformed and they will have one language. What one language? That we're all going to serve the one Hashem. And Hashem will ultimately be the only unique king over the world. And that's the avoidah of Bereshis Baro. The avoidah is to know that Hashem created the world. Hashem is all over the world. And our avoidah is to look for Hashem. And if we look for Hashem, and when we look for Hashem, we will find Hashem. And we find Hashem, we're finding something new because it was concealed. And we're actually drawing down a greater light than before. And that's why, even though we, at the beginning we were excited, we're drawing down the infinite light. That's great, that's wonderful, but Hashem has something more in store for us. Hashem wants us to draw in a light that never even existed before. And that happens through us looking for Hashem. And Rebbe finishes off this Hasidic discourse in a beautiful way, and he says as follows. We know that um, after Shabbat Barachas, we just finished the whole month. It was a beautiful month of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Shemini Atzeres, Simchas Torah, and now we're going to have Shabbos Barachas. Everyone's on a high, and a, spirit, a spiritual high. I mean, it was an amazing month. They're showing the blowing the show fresh and forgave us with a simcha and family and friends and community, even with the COVID challenges. People had a, a spiritually a tremendous uplifted month. But what happens after such a month? We want another month of Tishrei. Who wouldn't want another month of Tishrei? But the fact is, we know Tishrei is over. Over. What does that mean, Tishrei is over? So everyone knows, but Tzai Shabbos, Shabbos Parashas, is an announcement that's made. V'yakoiv holach ladarkoiv. Which means, Yaakov has to go on his path. What kind of path? He's going back to the real world. And he has to deal with the world. Every single week, every single month, every day of the year. So you think to yourself, oh my gosh, I'm going into the world. I was in such a high. Who wants to deal with the world? Who wants to deal with the world of concealment? However, you're not afraid. Why? Because you go lebetach. You go, you're sure on your path. And you go, not only you go, you're sure you're going to succeed to bring godliness to the world, but you go besimcha, with joy, tuvlevav, and gladness of heart. And we'll, so that's a once a year, Matsuri Shabbos Barashas. But the fact is, every single Saturday night, there's a famous... Um, a song that people sing, um, even though it's not necessarily Chabad's custom, but it's still a Jewish custom, that people sing, Al-Tira Avdi Yaakov. Don't be afraid. Why? All of a sudden, Shabbat, after Shabbat, we start singing, don't be afraid, because we all know that every single Shabbat, we all have an extra soul. We have a, we have, during the week, we have one godly soul, but on Shabbos, we get like turbocharged with another godly soul. We have a Neshama Yisera. And after Shabbos, then the Shammai Yisraeli leaves. And now you have to, not only does it leave, but now you have to go deal with the world six days, six days of the week to work, and you have to elevate sparks in the, in, in the physical world. So that we sing them every single Matzah Shabbos, Al-Tira Avdi Yaakov, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to engage in the world. 
And by not being afraid, that gives you the power and the strength to deal with the world. Now, why not? Why shouldn't you be afraid? Think about it. Shabbos, a whole Shabbos. You had this extra neshama, and you were in your shul, and you were with your family, and almost like a spiritual resort. The month of Tishrei was on, you're on a spiritual high. Why shouldn't you be afraid? And the answer is because the Torah says, tells us, Ki Hashem because Hashem goes with you. It's not like you're going into the world. That's it. Hashem says goodbye. I'm not with you. No, no, no. Even every week when you're going into the world, Hashem is with you. And because Hashem is with you, there's no reason to be afraid. And every single person, even if you're on the level of Yaakov, where the, 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 the light is not necessarily bright and shining, but in every single place, and every single time, in every situation, whether it's during the week, and you're dealing with physical things, you have to remember, and you have to feel it, and you have to know it, that Hashem is with you. Not only Hashem is with you, you're actually a partner with Hashem. Why are you a partner with Hashem? Because just like Hashem created this world, when we look for Hashem, we reveal Hashem every single day and every single moment, we are actually bringing in a new light to this world. And by doing our avoidah, Again, key word, the key chiddush in this mimer is avoidus habirurim. We're taking places that Hashem is not there. We're transforming it and making Hashem a reality there. We make Hashem, we give Hashem a real dwelling place. That Hashem is revealed. And we're creating something new in this world. And that's why Shabbos Breshis, the beginning of the year, this Shabbos we read, Breshis bar elokim, Hashem created the heaven and the earth. And through that, there was a creation of everything from brand new, not just it just happened once. It's a brand new creation until we'll merit to see. We know Mashiach comes, brand new heavens, brand new earth. But most importantly, we can accomplish the same thing Hashem accomplished on a spiritual level by doing our avoda. So I think this this discourse is a very very powerful chesedic discourse because it, it first of all it shows us what we can accomplish every time, every time we learn Torah, every time we do a mitzvah, we draw in this infinite light. But more importantly, when we do our avoidah, of avoidah sabirurim, transforming the world, taking the most concealed and darkest places, and specifically from there, from the darkness, where Hashem is not revealed, you return to Hashem, you bring Hashem in there, we actually bring in brand new lights that never existed. And when you're bringing in brand new infinite lights, guess what? You're in the light. So let's hope and pray that we each have the, uh, the strength from Altira of the Yaakov to know that Hashem is with us. And as long as we know Hashem is with us, we'll be successful in bringing in new and great light into the world. Have a great and blessed week and lots of success in making this world a true dwelling place for Hashem.